0: what it is what up though this your boy miles i'm a day and i just want to tell y'all this is a special episode of Heifer podcast nation and not just because you are hearing my melodious voice it's because we have a special i black man podcast section well at least it's supposed to be in now i'm looking like a dumbass in the studio paying this what the fuck is you laughing at Raúl? Anyway, special part. I'm trying to get back into doing the podcast. Those who know me, Miles Amadeus Prowers. If you don't, you'll, you'll hear me at the end of this. Thank y'all for, again for listening to the Obama-approved crotch-grabbingly great Miles Amadeus Prowers certified great registered podcast. Is he vain? yes. But more importantly give it to you, Kels. Try to keep it humble, baby. I don't know. How'd I do? What the hell are you laughing at, Raul? What, what is this dude doing in the studio? Anyway, back to you, Kel. Hyphenation, y'all. Check it out. Peace. Snigger Raul. Black Man's Log. November 3rd. 2019. My name is Miles Amadeus Prower, And these are the rants and raves of a melanated man. Thank you for listening. This is the
1: I Black Man Podcast. Offensively Black.
0: Yo, what's up? My name, of course, as you already know, I'm hoping you already know because you heard the little intro, right? It's Miles Amadeus Prower. Now, some of you might know me as the co-host or the host, or however you want to say it, depending on how, how nice Kels feeling today of a podcast called Fresh. But my original fame is as the host, I, Black Man Podcast, the Offensively Black Podcast on Hyphen Podcast Network, which is currently on a hiatus. Now, with that being said, I miss doing it. I went back to doing my comic book thing, and I'm doing that. and It's a lot easier for me to do. It's not, you know, but I still got stuff to say. First and foremost, I'm a black man, first, second, and third. And because of that, I have a lot of rants and raves that are just things predominantly by how I see the world, viewing through my melanated eyes. So my man Kells has been getting on me, saying, "Hey, man, well, you know, you need to get back and get in doing this," and I really want to. So I told him, "This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to get back to doing a very small, compacted." version of what i do and then if you let me i'll put it on like a little section of your show not like i'm doing him a favor i asked him would he he said yeah and i'm gonna try to get these out because i know how i am and the reason why i stopped doing this as much is because i go balls to the wall and whatever i do and doing two podcasts and mixing all that shit it was fucking me up I just had a son. Well, take that back. I did not have a son. My wife had my son, my fifth child, my first son. So with that being said, I had to make a decision with all this shit while she was pregnant with him. And I decided I had to stop doing one. And I did. And for those of you who are listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm working on getting it back. But anyway, let's get to it. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of things have changed. But I'm going to treat this like it's the first episode. So, I'm not going to get into a lot of that. I'm going to talk about one particular thing right now. What I want to talk about is just, I guess, mental health. I've been getting a lot of angry. I mean, my wife got into it the other day because I wake up angry every fucking day. I literally wake up like, fuck! Oh, hey, this is my kids. I love them. Oh, yeah. You know, got to get myself together sometimes. Roll up, get right. I'm good to go. But, yeah, every day I don't have a, I'm not not happy. So my wife gets mad and I understand because nobody wants to be around a grumpy motherfucker all day. So I try not to be. And then you know. And with her, I get mad because I tell her, nigga, I just wake up mad every fucking day because it's just the shit is irritating. I hate my job. I don't like my shift. I'm not gonna make enough money. All this shit is bullshit and it's just fucking depressing. And when I'm sleeping my fucking peace. It's like a vampire. Oh I'm back again, the hunger's upon me. So, talking to my wife, and I'm thinking, like, dog, even though I may think I'm straight, and that's what I had to tell my oldest, because she's getting mad, and I'm, she's like, you know, I'll be trying. I said, nigga, I feel you. Real talk, I feel you, because I'm trying too, but you don't get fucking praise for the shit you don't do. Anybody like, hey, thank you for not uh, punching me in the face, Dad. You're right, nigga. Shit don't happen, because, you know, you shouldn't do that shit. So, I get it. But anyway, back to my erratic ass. So, thinking about, because I can tell, you know, my son, he's just born. But before he was born, even now, I can tell I set the mood of the house. I'm in a good mood. I'm playing music, whatever. It flows down. It trickles down. Now, of course, I'm on edge. Wife's been pregnant. She was super duper pregnant. I have been, you know, I ain't, nigga ain't had none in a minute. We got into the whole thing about that, which I found to be funny because I'm like, what's good? I understand. I don't feel good. I don't want to get into it. And I understand that. I'm not trying to force it on you. My thing was, it got me mad. We got into an argument and I ended up being pissed off about this shit for about two weeks. That, I'm like, so, what's good? You know? Well, you know, I'm like, and I'm not, I'm not expecting, and I'm not demanding anything but the thing that got me was just fucked up about it. it. was just that, that was it. It was just like, hey just, just, hey, just, you know. Now, for me as a man, as niggas, as men, if your woman cheats on you, more than likely they're going to be saying, what the fuck did you do? If she says, oh, well, He drove me to another man because he wasn't sensitive. All that shit comes looking negatively on you as the man. Nigga, you go out and get some something different. It's not going to be like, you wasn't woman enough. He shouldn't have been. His dick should have been in you. It's never nothing like that, you know. And I'm not mad. And of course, it's not. I'm not trying to be like, you got to give it up. I get the fucking point. Thing that I was raging about was that, which I thought was funny. I talked to my moms and I talked, you know. It was funny to me that I knew as a man, if I get with a woman, I'm going to have to provide for you for the rest of my life. I know that. Like I said before, um, you and your woman laying in the bed. Fucking grizzly bear comes through your front door. You're not going to say, baby, let's go out here and get this shit done. No, you're going to look at her, she's going to look at you, and you know. I'm about to go out here, die fighting this grizzly bear. To quote Bane, my boy, handsome Bane, from Isla Powell plug it's gonna kill you because that's what fucking grizzly bears do it Won't even be a fight he'll just cut you in half but like that you know or if you out in the womb, do grab your girl's ass say something disrespectful even if that nigga like 10 foot 20 you like i gotta get my ass whooped and of course you know and i'm not i just look at it and it's not trying again not trying to put Now, this is me just my rants and raves y'all But I just found it funny. Like I said, I would talk to females and my main thing, you know, their complaint would be, I don't want to feel like I have to do something I don't want to, which I truly understand. Then like I asked my friend, you know, we talked about that and I told her, you thought you wanted to be with a dude for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. And you never thought you would have to have sex when you didn't want to. No, that is fucking lunacy. That's like me saying I'm going to get married and I'm never going to do anything I don't want to do or I'm never going to listen to a conversation I want to. You are fucking mad. And that shit was just crazy to me. The logic of it that you would corner the market on something then say you can't, it's like saying you can't cook. You can't eat anybody else's cooking ever. Cool. Bet. But I'm not required to cook for you when the fuck out when you want me to. But can I get like a guaranteed one meal a week I'm not your fucking animal but I can't eat no food nowhere else no but you're not responsible for cooking whatever the fuck I want you to no then again like I was talking to somebody else and again first off shout out Kels thanks for giving me this opportunity to rant feeling real good right now but a lot of it is like I was talking to a man on Facebook about it and it was funny he was saying something about you know to stop stop you know a lot of times women be bullying men you know this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And it was a serious post. But I'm like, yeah, that shit ain't gonna work because long as they got the pussy, this it's always, it is what it is. And sometimes it's just fucked up because as a man, you'll get mad. You know what I'm saying? You'll get mad because when you argue, and it's like, you know, you argue, you get mad, you have to you have to act because a woman get mad. It's like who was saying that, Bill Burr. They get mad, he the pussy hostage. So even arguing, you gotta think, is this argument worth it? You gotta play long game. Is it worth it? Oh, shit, because she'll get mad. I don't know when I'm going to see that fucking pussy again. You know what? You're right, baby. Then uh, the funny thing is, this is not me complaining precisely about my wife. Wife's fucking awesome. I drink, a, I drink a bath water. But then they will get mad at you for just saying, fuck it, you're right. I don't want you to say I'm right just to say I'm right. Like my man, Ron White, was saying, he, uh, he's like, I told my wife to be ready at this time. I'm not going to wait for you you be ready and da-da-da-da. don't you run that shit you normally run all right ron time to come she was late as fuck did i cuss her out did i leave her ass nope why because this dick won't suck itself <laughs> <laughs> of course this shit sounds awesome, but it's no sexist i'm not I'm just saying keep it real from a man's point of view so that's been my little problem dealing with that shit so like my 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 fucking stress has been high because you know anyway but i thought that shit was funny how you know as a man, there's, you can't say no. And like, again, with this whole shit, dick has no value. You know what I'm saying? Try, try to hold, I don't know. It's like the episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. He helped that shit out on his wife. And he just came back like a month later like, I give up! She just folding clothes like, what? I can't do what you win. What What do I win? I, I was holding I was withholding dick from you. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, I was trying to wait for you to break. Oh, no, I, Fucked up thing happened. Same thing happened with my wife. Oh, I enjoyed the break. What? And it's funny. I was talking to my friend about that shit. And I'm like, as a nigga, you know, even if your woman talk to you all the time, whatever it is, her ass stop talking to you. You don't think that she just stops talking. She's talking to somebody. She's she's just not talking to you. You understand what I'm saying? Women be like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I thought it was funny and again, not shame, woman, just venting." Like I told my friends and shit, you know, as a man, you get with a woman, you buy her a Coach purse every Friday. Of course, I don't know what the new shit they be buying. It might be some old crazy shit. I don't know. Just go, I'm all here. Buy a woman a Coach purse or whatever. I'm Manolo blind, whatever you want to do every once a month, second, twice a month, whatever. Now, anybody who got common sense, your friends, or anybody else, they'll tell you. Motherfucker, you better keep that shit up for the rest of that relationship. You've created a standard that she's used to that you must maintain for the future of this relationship. you get married, a woman leave you, that shit, they alimony. Not saying they don't give you alimony to buy her fucking coach purses, but that's the thing. She's used to the quality of life you've given her to and you must maintain that shit. Now, common sense, any guy tell you that shit. If you're taking your woman out, whining and dying to her, you writing her poems, whatever the fuck you are doing, you must do it to maintain that relationship no but when i talk to female friends or anybody like that and i ask them all right you get with a guy Not fucking like rabbits right yeah now do you stop and ask yourself how often he wants head or whether you want to eat your ass or look in your ear whatever his thing is do you ask yourself can i maintain this at this quality and volume for the rest of my life most women i ask be like no because I'm like, that dude, if he wants head three times a day, you could have 15 kids. He's still going to want head three times a day. And he would assume that you know that coming into it. And even if you can't do it three times, at least put the effort in like once, one super great time a day, or maybe two, you know, something. But women will just be like, nope. Which means no. And I get it. Again, they're human beings. And it's crazy because you know how God made men and women so different. Listen to Bill Burr. What up? Look. Listen to Bill Burr. He was talking about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was just saying how men are, we are clouded by our sex drive. Like, if you think about it, we were literally, our purpose in life is to maintain the species. He said, Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's rich as fuck. you got to have had sex with anybody. Look at the bitch he knocked up. He wasn't thinking. And it's like, yeah, you know. But that's just one thing, you know, I was thinking about and dealing with that. And this is a real interesting thing, you know, and it feels good getting this shit off my chest. And again, no disrespect to my wife. I have so much respect for her. She had to end up getting the surgery and all these complications and shit. And yes, my son will be my last child no more. And I have so much respect for the strength and stuff of my wife. And I respect her. She's literally probably the strongest person I know. Because of that love and respect is why I've been thinking about going to see a shrink or somebody because it's just like now, you know, I can't start my new shift to the 25th of November. Even though I have been, I'll go back tomorrow. I've been gone two weeks and leave for my baby. They assured me by the time I came back, I would be able to start my leave. Let me start my new shift. They lied. So I still got to work this nine to five thirty shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, with that. Just pissed, you know, and it's like I feel bad for my family, because I was, you know, I am fucking, as they would say down south, thirty-eight hot. I'm damn near Wolverine seeing red mad, you know. And I'm like, I would like to go see a shrink, and so I put it on my Facebook and stuff and I've been talking to people. But my thing with that of seeing a shrink is that if I pay money, I need a guarantee. If I pay a dime, I need a guarantee. I'm not taking any pills. But I need either a guarantee that you're going to fix something, or something's going to happen within some kind of time limit, or something. Because let's keep it real, you getting paid? It's not. It's not in your best interest if you could heal me in one day to heal me in one day. So I'm talking to twins, I'm talking to my moms, and all the shit they telling me that psychiatrists, the a shrink, a therapist, whatever can do, just don't sound worth it to me. You know, because my thing is, you can't fix my problems. Oh, what's wrong with, you on know, the depression and stuff? Well, because I know only 1% of the world pretty much holds the wealth and it's only going to continue and it's not going to get any better. And no matter what happens, the likelihood of me moving up really, really high up in my life and things like that, it's just crazy. I'll probably never be the king of the world. All this stuff is going to happen, blah, blah. I have best if I work a job for 30 years and then live pretty good and die. I'm never going to get over. Maybe if, I, maybe if I'm super lucky, I'll win the lotto. The shit like the shit that would cure my problems is give me money. I want a better job. Give me good credit. But I understand you can't pay people for them things, so I'm not really bugging about that. But my whole main thing is like I was saying. Okay, my main problem is how to make shit happen the way I want it to. You know, help me get my kids do what the fuck I want them to do. Help me make my wife do what the fuck I want her to do. You know, because I mean, I love my wife. My wife is great. The only thing I would have problems is I want to be a better person for my wife. But I don't want to lose who the fuck I am. You know, because mainly the only thing I need for the thing saying, you know, my friends like, well, you know, was a psychiatrist. psychiatrists, they listen to your opinion. And I'm like, no, if you listen to my opinion, it's like something happens and I'm right. I want something to happen where I'm right. And then people have to do what the fuck I say. Not people, but it's like if I'm arguing with Kale psychiatrist was like well, okay oh yeah he, he's right then you gotta you gotta concede to me but that's not what happened so it's like i'm not gonna pay for that shit it's like i can't say what my psychiatrist yeah, my, my psychiatrist said wife that i was right about this and you should have um apologized to me she like I don't care do what the fuck that shrink says what the fuck i care you know and like my thing is okay i suffer from depression i know i said okay cool I don't want shit to be to the point where I'm going to teach you how to live with this shit. No, fucking fix it. And maybe I sound crazy. And if I do, I apologize. I don't mean to sound crazy. But I look at it like if I'm buying some weed, okay? I can take that shit back to the weed. I don't want this shit. It's bullshit. Give me my money back. Or maybe I, if I didn't, if I, if I, hey, I'm out 10, I'm out 20, whatever. I'm thinking about a shrink. First off, I got to open up to your ass. So that means I gotta admit my fucking weaknesses and my flaw, my my flaws, my flaws and all that shit, dog. I don't trust somebody. That's a lot of trust I gotta put in somebody to even admit that shit. And then it's like I say, okay, I'm depressed or whatever it is. I don't want you to be like what Chris Rock was saying. Oh well, I can't, I can't see. What can you do for me, doc? Get his dog. He guides you around. To make sure you don't run into nothing. I'm still blind. Fix my fucking eyes. I didn't say I couldn't get around. That's so how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want you to tell me how to live, take these pills and you won't feel that you're not fixing me. If your arm hurts, all the time, keep taking these painkillers, then you won't feel My arm is still hurting. I just can't feel it. And I hate to, you know, quote this shit like my old man used to say. When the last time you heard somebody get cured by a psychiatrist. A lot of say disagree with my old man, would, but god damn it, that nigga was right. When is the last time I heard that shit? I don't know. I listen to a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people when I feel weird because for a lot of shit I am the odd man out talking to my mama. She's really worried about me and shit. She's like, we need to go talk to somebody. I'm like, fuck that. For what? Maybe if it was somebody I could like talk to for free for a while, engage it, but nah, I can't. I don't know. And if anybody else feels like I do as far as this, please hit me with the email. E Y E Black. Man podcast at gmail.com I Black Man podcast on Facebook, I'm a Miles on Twitter, I Black Man podcast. I want to say it's E Y E Black Man podcast on the gram of Insta. I know I sound erratic. I know I'll be on some different stuff, but I think I, I feel that somebody out there feels me or can relate to what I'm saying. I don't think I'm sane because I think the people who think they're sane are the fucking craziest people in the world. I know I'm off. I love how I'm off. Like I was telling my daughters earlier, I have listened to David Boy. I hope you're weird like David Boy because all the most important people in the world are weird. You know what I'm saying? But that's enough of my time. I ain't trying to be talking all day and adding another fucking 40 minutes to this hyphen podcast group gym here. So, with that being said, Be slow to speak and quick to listen. This is your boy, Miles. I'm a dad's prowler. And thank you for listening and chilling with me for these melanated minutes. This is I, Black Man Short. And I'm out of here. Peace.
1: to the barack obama approved world's greatest podcast hyphenation i'm your dashing daring debonair dunking disjointed disappointed depressed dialoguing okay i lost it and no i'm not depressed or disappointed i'm thinking of d words i'm your host kellen conley it is a cold day in Morgantown. Morgantown weather report is 28 degrees. Winter is here. I have no more leaves in my, in my yard. That's what's up. If you follow me on Instagram, thebe hyphen. If you saw my stories, I was avoiding yard work, but yard work did get done. The front grass got mowed mostly to chop all those leaves that fell off our big ass tree in the front yard. So that is done later so we're gonna have to come back and do the backyard just to even everything up one more time and then also we have a uh, um a, a, a machine that that uh picks up the leaves and then grinds them up um i can't think of what it would be called uh because like you know it's like you put it into the like you have big pieces of wood and you throw it in this giant thing and it comes out sawdust like it's kind of like that but the word's not coming to me so i'm not trying to think of it Anyway, man, cold ass day, Um, winter has set here in Morgantown, I don't know what the high is supposed to be, I think it's at 51, so maybe winter hasn't set, but fall is definitely approaching its mid to late stages, as the clocks just went back, happy November, I didn't say it last time because I was literally recording on Halloween, happy November y'all, Happy episode 131. Yeah, man. So, as always, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Morgantown with virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. chia hyphenpodcastgroup.com. I uh, have a little bit of news to share. I believe my co-host on a podcast called Fresh, Miles Amadeus Prower, is getting ready to record... If he hasn't already, getting ready to record a new episode of a podcast. Whoops, not a podcast called Fresh, but I Black Man, I Black Man, I Black Man podcast. That's right. Maps is going to be back with new episodes for the first time since literally the day I went into the hospital in July. So after um, an almost five-month hiatus, very soon you'll have I, a new I Black Man, and I've agreed to uh he's gonna send me a, a clip or so like maybe a half an hour 20 minutes i'm not sure of his new episode and i'll be including it in a future episode of hyphen nation so y'all can get a little taste of what uh, maps is all about and i gotta say i am so biased about this show because the main reason i wanted maps to join a hyphen podcast group is because he's just so damn fun to listen to on I Black Man because he's on I Black Man and it's literally the subtitle is unapologetically unapologetically black so Mavs literally speaks his mind on there and you never know what's going to come out of his mouth man I love to death Mavs is a good ass dude I consider him a friend um after over a year working with him I feel like it's it's been about a year honestly um I I just said that but now that I say it it's like oh it's been a year um we we spent a lot of time talking on messenger getting to know each other and then just from working together on a podcast called Fresh um, i consider Maps a friend and um i just really love it when he drops i black man like i black man no offense to any other hyphen podcast group shows when there's a new i black man podcast everything stops because i black man has to be played that that's just the way it works sorry not sorry so gonna be getting that real soon and then also hyphenation is brought to you forgot my water bottle damn it hyphenation is brought to you by the mark rob the m-a-r-c dot r-o-b nope the m-a-r-c r-o-b dot wordpress.com mark rob written by my semi regular co-host Marcus Show and mad love robinson he may be done writing for this year folks but he just posted uh two pieces not that long ago uh, his, his recap of some t- his time in San Antonio over the past year, as well as, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, a piece about him uh, riding solo dolo somewhere in Ohio to see the Life of Pablo tour. So, um, both of those are phenomenal. Everything on the site is phenomenal. Take some time to go through the archives. Again, that's uh, the markrob.wordpress.com. All right, man, so what's new with me? Well, I'm glad you asked, because this past weekend I participated in my first Extra Life gaming marathon. I uh, went over to the Guilers. They are my cousin-in-laws, because Ivy is Angel's cousin, um, which makes her my cousin-in-law. And then her husband, BG, or Bill, um, is her husband. So I went over there for a few hours on Saturday. They started at 8 a.m., saturday morning and bg literally gamed for 25 hours straight with a few breaks for like bathroom and eating and things like that but i'd say that the time spent away from the computer i imagine for bg would be less than two hours so my man put in work because i i went in i got there probably close to one on saturday it started 8 am and so i got there close to one brought my game of choice, brought the PS4 in Spider-Man. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna sit here and play Spider-Man man man, and and just tell people about this and see if I can't help raise some money. I don't know if I helped at all. But I I got to play games for a while. Stayed until it was it was close to five o'clock when I finally built out of there. I uh didn't do too much on Spider-Man. I kind of filled out the rest of the main story on my new game plus um only things left on there is I gotta finish the research stations on there and then if I if I really feel feeling froggy I might do the secret photo locations again. Uh, I forget how many of those are 30 or 50 of those those were such a pain in the butt but I had fun doing it though. oh uh, I honestly found those photo missions kind of be as bad as the screwball missions. So we're gonna be trying to do that and I uh, see how things go with that and somebody's turning you go ahead and turn bro nice job everybody so i did that and then i jumped back into some dlc i decided i wanted to play the dlc backwards so i started with silver linings jumped right in there skipping cinematics makes it go way faster (laughs) because i didn't do that the first time i was watching the story but now i know the story i'm like let me get to the mission and i mean I, i did the whole silver linings playthrough Pretty quickly, I had, I didn't have very much crime, so I'm going to spend some time fighting the crime in a couple districts that it's open in and uh, that there's crime in. I got to finish my speedball challenges. I'm trying to get... Uh, what is it? I think Spectacular is the second best level. I'm trying to get Spectacular in all the screwball challenges, which I have not done. Those That's the only trophies escaping... Three tro- There's three trophies, four. Four trophies that's escaping me right now. There is the silver lining screwball trophy which is complete all challenges at spectacular level or uh, at the second tier. Then there's uh, so there's one through one each in each of the DLCs that I have to go through because I'm awful at the gadget uh, at the gadget ones and I'm awful at the stealth ones. And then the only other trophy I don't have is I have to do um, the, all the hardest difficulty in the game and I have to beat the game on the hardest difficulty because I got to beat Greater Trophy which is 100% um, like get all, get all the main trophies in the story or be I forget what it is but it's, it's pretty much you 100% of the game yay good for you uh, which I haven't done all the benchmarks but there's no benchmarks trophy because the benchmarks trophy is whew, man that thing's a lot of work so I'm going to be checking that out working on that in the coming months but yeah like i played through the whole silver linings Uh, i was uh bg and his best friend bob and ivy played a little monster hunter bg and uh, bob were playing borderlands and some other games i didn't i didn't know their son will was running around will had a friend over and it was a good time had by all other than will's friend biting it on the hoverboard and almost hit my ps4 but mostly he got a mean rug bird on his bottom so i'm going through mcdonald's right now guys and i look up And there's somebody literally on the roof of McDonald's. He's talking on his phone. I'm looking at you, bro. So suddenly, going back to episode 129, McDonald's has just turned into movies. So I wonder if Dante and um, Becky are up there about to do I Want You Back. Where's Jay and Silent Bob? Anyway. (laughs) Never in my life. See, this is the things that happen when you're on the World's Greatest podcast.
0: This is Luke Rosa of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. What's up, y'all? That's Anthony Sellers. And
1: that's Eric Jordan. And this is
0: Browns, Browns in Our
1: Blood. A weekly show where we talk about our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. You can catch it in video and podcast
0: on the hyphen podcast.com. And must long south vision.
1: (laughs) So. Sunday,
0: Sunday, Sunday.
1: (laughs) I hate (laughs) y'all. I got like 15 seconds. But Extra Life was tons of fun. Um, I plan on doing it again, maybe next year for longer. This is kind of like a hey, can I show up and play games for Ron? I'm like, yeah, sure, bro. Because they're super awesome like that. But I'd like to like to put in some serious time. I don't need to be streaming or anything. Because nobody wants to watch me play my game of choice. And who knows? It's probably going to be Spider-Man next year too. I love Spider-Man so much. I love it. Love Spider-Man. It's so wonderful. Uh, maybe next year I'll bring a, I'll bring out the PS2. and If I can find a memory card. God, I hope I found my memory card. I think it's in there. Uh, for my uh, NCAA Football 2004 playthrough. Playthrough save file. My wvu Dynasty. I'd like to do that for a little bit. So definitely enjoyed it. They raised. Damn, almost dropped my phone. Man, this is an exciting episode. Uh, let's see. So the funny thing was, well, it wasn't actually funny at all. Extra Life's site got DDoSed. So hackers pretty much took the site down the morning of. And so the site was literally down for at least maybe maybe ten hours, where nobody was able to get on the site for any length of time and and raise any money. And like so, thankfully they have Facebook integration, so everything was mostly done through Facebook. But there was some extra life um, donations that came in, but just from Facebook. They cleared $1,460. Their goal was $1,000. But when they finished, and I actually was up one Sunday, Aaliyah wasn't feeling good, so we skipped church. So I was watching the end of the stream um, when BG and they hit hour number 25. Um, BG played, we are the champions. It was awesome. Hopefully he went to bed. Ivy and Will and Bob were all up but by that time again. Bob was napping hard when I got up with Aaliyah yesterday. It was hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, they hit their their, their goal, and it, it was um, it, it was a cool thing to be a part of. And in case you weren't aware, the Ilo Pal family—it's like a podcast or whatever—also spent some time raising some money for Extra Life, um, and they had their own thing going on at Level Ground this past Saturday. So they had board games. I believe they recorded an episode of Dungeons and Dragons. Like they played Dungeons and Dragons and recorded it while they were playing. So that happened. Um, I, well, I don't. I don't know if that's how they actually did it, but uh, they played Dungeons and Dragons. It it was awesome, what they were doing. Um, so I'm just trying to get one more. I'm trying to figure out uh where do I want to go. I want to go to my page. Let's go to my page. Podcasting one one, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to figure out exactly how much money these guys raised here. So on their Extra Life page, which is now working by the way, of course. And like I said, it did work late Saturday night. Yeah, their Extra Life page says they raised $1,460. Is uh, where they ended at. And then like I said, Ivy had them, because I think it was, was it $1,600 off? Let me check one more time. No, it it actually finally lines up. So yes, they raised $1,460. It's a cool cause, man. Um, November 2nd is normally normally the first Saturday in November that they do it. And I've missed it the past few years. I remember watching uh, BG last year uh, on the stream while I was at Dad's house. Because I always make that annual November trip to go spend time with Dad. And that's going to happen later this month. Um, where I'm going to be making that trip and maybe he'll be on the podcast this time I'm not making no promises though (sighs) no promises because he he, he's like I don't have anything to say like oh you don't you don't know how good your son is at asking intriguing questions (laughs) but I mean hell we didn't know what was going to come out of last time and that was almost a was that two hours or so I spent with dad so had a blast doing extra life and getting to raise some money for the W for the uh, Children's Miracle Network and the line is finally moving here at McDonald's. So you know uh, it's something I definitely want to do later. Maybe bring Gary in. I know I talked to Gary about it last year briefly, but um if we plan accordingly next year, I'd like to kind of just join up and like Ivy and BG have tons of room, man. So if we uh if we join up we'll just kind of bring up our own setup and and do the damn thing for a few hours. I don't know if I'm a 25 hour gamer yet, but I'd like to log more time next year. Next topic, your boy went to the movies yesterday. That's right. Just when I thought I'd only go to the movies two more times to see Frozen 2 and to see Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Here we go. Got to see Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Courtesy of my mother-in-law, Janice Bonas. A regal gift card. The whole family went. And Aaliyah had a movie playdate. And Aaliyah, despite her best intentions, she was... She had fun having her friend there, but she was sad her friend kept talking to her the whole time. So there was probably parts of the movie that she did not see. Anyway... For those of you not familiar with Maleficent, this the the original movie came out a few years ago. Stars Angelina Jolie and Elle Fanning, and it was essentially a, a I don't want to call it a retelling because I only know the Disney version of Sleeping Beauty, and and that Maleficent's the bad guy. Like straight up, don't tell me, you know. And <laughs> yes, I, I just made a follow up door reference. And in the Maleficent version, it, it it literally focuses on Maleficent, so it's not yes. Uh, Aurora's in it as Sleeping Beauty, and, and she Brian rose in this in the first movie. I don't remember. I watched it, I watched it the same time that I watched the original Sleeping Beauty with Aaliyah. And I came on the pod and I talked about it. First of all, I hate the fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether in this movie. I just hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Spoilers, by the way. Um, when one of them died, I was so excited. I just wanted them to die, man. They're so bad. Like the Disney cartoon gets it so much better. Because with the Disney cartoon, it's like, okay, um, you know, here, here are three kindly looking grandmothers, you know, and they, they argue about colors, but the end of the day, they took care of Briar Rose, you know, and that was their job until they could get her married to Prince Philip and, and true love's kiss and break the spell and everything. They did such a wonderful job with those three cartoon characters. The three in the Maleficent movie are just so fucking annoying, man. They remind me of Transformers um what, what was the second one? Age, was that Age of Extinction? No, Age of Extinction is like four. Um cause there was original Transformers, there was Dark of the Moon which I feel like is criminally underrated and probably the best live action Transformers movie. Um, I haven't seen the Wahlberg films but I have a feeling that uh Dark and the Moon is the best one. That's my opinion. And there's some people out there, like Handsome Bane, is like, fuck that movie, fuck that franchise, fuck Michael Bay. I'm with you, but I did watch these movies. The second Transformers movie, uh, Revenge of the Fallen, that's what it's called. Didn't even have to do in 101. Man, fuck that movie. It's Thomas's birthday. Not quite. I think his birthday is tomorrow. Or is it today? Uh, sh- no, it's the 5th. His birthday is uh, November the 5th. 1984 so uh thomas's birthday's coming up maybe i oh man i haven't seen my guy in a minute sorry to get sidetracked but listen those fairies whoops were the worst the worst i hated them so bad as i almost went into the wrong lane looking at my coffee dude like (laughs) they remind me back to the transformers point sorry i went over place revenge of the fallen they had the two trans the two brothers or whatever who were like yeah we're black and we're not gonna say we're black but we're pretty much black and we're just we're just caricatures of of a black person you know we got balls and uh, it was awful 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 that's what these fucking fairies and maleficent remind me of and i'm glad they had less screen time but anytime they showed the... The um, creatures from the Moors... it was always those fucking fairies. And when one of them bit it... all Admittedly, very bravely... Because she sacrificed herself... Because the Evil Queen... And yeah, there's Evil Queen played by Michelle Pfeiffer. She... Hated the Moors. Because apparently when she was a child... Everything dried up in her kingdom. Like nothing was growing or anything. And... So her and her brother were like, looking over the fence, and like, hey, look at the Moors, man, they prosper, and let's go get their shit. And her her father, the king, was like, no, we're not gonna take their, we're not gonna do that, that's wrong. Like, we should all live in peace and harmony, we're not gonna go to war just so that we can prosper, that's not us. And she said, like, tons of her people died and starved, because, because of uh, them not reaching out to the Moors, you know? And so she always held this grudge, and apparently she's the one, and they mentioned in the beginning, that uh, she's actually the one who, I'm just going to go ahead and go in front of this van, cool, yeah, she is the one who was spreading the rumors of Maleficent being evil, so there's a mention in the beginning of the movie where it's like, oh, all the fairy tales say Maleficent was evil, we're not sure where that came from, how that happened, this is the true story of, of Maleficent and what actually happened. Because going back to Maleficent, the original... So Maleficent is a fairy. She has these beautiful wings. She meets a boy very early on. And... I am not remember. The, the boy and her fall in love. And they share a kiss and everything at one point. And then as the boy gets older... Of course, people fear what they can't understand. Hate what they can't conquer. So... Because of that... Um, yeah, because of that, the kingdom the boy is from pretty much puts a bounty on Maleficent's head. They're like, bring bring me Maleficent's head or proof that she's dead. And I guess he had no heirs. So he's like, whoever does that is going to be heir to the throne. And so this boy who loved Maleficent but didn't want to kill Maleficent but wanted his shots. I need to do this in 35 degree weather? Go do this in 35 degree weather. Why not? Why not? Let's do it. It, it. I can take it. Wanted his shot at the throne. So because he wanted his shot at the throne... Let's just leave the keys out. Because he wanted his shot at the throne, sorry. He went to maleficent and Maleficent is like, Oh, so and so, I love you so much. Yes, Thomas's is tomorrow. See now no, I couldn't do it. I tried to podcast 101 my way through it, couldn't do it, guys. It's okay. It needs to be done because I want to say these I want to see these characters' names correctly. Wanna get it right, son? Uh there it is. Twenty fourteen. So five years later we're getting uh we got the uh sequel. Stefan King Stephen, yeah. So Maleficent falls and meets love with, Scottish human named, uh, pe- uh, with a Scottish human peasant boy named Stephen. His love is overshadowed by ambitions. They grow older, the two grow apart, and Maleficent becomes protector of the Moors. King Henry tries to conquer the Moors. Maleficent mortally wounds him, forcing his retreat. As he lies dying, he declares, "Whoever kills Maleficent, we name the successor Mary's daughter, Princess Lila or Lila." Stefan Stefan visits Maleficent in the Moors, drugs her, but is unable to bring himself to kill Maleficent. Instead, he severs her wings using iron which is lethal to fairies and presents them to the king devastated by Stefan's betrayal. Levison turns the moors to the dark kingdom and transforms a raven named Diavel to serve her. After some time, Diavel informs my that and the King Stefan's newborn daughter, Aurora is being christened. We'll come back to that. Vengeful Maleficent arrives uninvited and curses Stefan, princess or 16th birthday. She'll prick her finger on a spinning wheel spindle and fall into a permanent deep sleep. Maleficent mocks Stefan's plea for mercy, but offers an antidote. Curse to be broken by a true love's kiss, which Maleficent and Stefan believe is non-existent. Okay? So Stefan sends a roar away with the fucking pixies. Oh, they got they even got worse names in this movie. I thought they were Flora Fauna and Merriweather. Nah, their names are not grass this old wit and flittle no wonder I hate them bitches and I don't use that word bitches lately this episode's brought to you by McCafe Coffee hot from the drive-thru hold on okay so uh, after he uh, she, uh, the king has every uh, every uh, spinning wheel in the kingdom destroyed uh, Stefan sends his armies to come left can't do it Stefan slips into madness of paranoia, even neglecting to see his wife on her deathbed. So, so Leela, uh, Maleficent, or Aurora's mom, dies. And so, the Pixies are so stupid in this first movie, they can't even take care of Aurora correctly. So, who takes care of Aurora? Yes. Yes! Maleficent, that's right. And, Ma- and Maleficent cares for Aurora, and then, essentially, Aurora believes her to be her fairy godmother... Um, Maleficent tries to break her curse because she's starting to fall, because she comes to love Aurora. Can't do it. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, Aurora meets, uh, Prince Philip, who comes into to play in the new movie, uh, day before Aurora's 16th birthday. Aurora tells Maleficent she'd like to live with her in the moors. Aurora returns to the cottage. Pixies tell Aurora of her past, so they're trying to take Aurora to, uh, Philip, to her father's castle. Uh, Aurora's mad because she just met Philip, and they, they felt, they were attracted to each other. Uh, of course, uh, Aurora finds out about the curse and is mad at Maleficent. Then Stefan locks Aurora in a room trying to get, catch Maleficent. Um, Aurora finds the, spin, the, uh, the spindle and pricks her, her finger anyway. She falls asleep. Um, Maleficent is trying to save Aurora. So, she, she kidnaps Philip. <laughs> kidnaps Philip, yes. Infiltrates Stefan's castle. Philip's kiss fails to awaken Aurora. Maleficent apologizes to Aurora and kisses her on the forehead. Aurora awakens as Maleficent's motherly feelings for her goddaughter count as true love. So, Maleficent is the one who saves Aurora in this version. So... Uh, Maleficent and Aurora attempt to leave. Stefan and guards ambush him. Iron drops the Maleficent. Maleficent turn- transforms Divel into a dragon who battles Stefan's guards, eventually captures well. Stefan taunts Maleficent, who's dizzy and sick from the iron, for her love for her for- fully gone. Before he delivers fatal blow, Aurora finds Maleficent's caged wings and releases them. This is a dope ass part of the movie. The wings fly to Maleficent, reattach. Maleficent carries Stefan to the top of the castle's highest tower, but she cannot prepare herself to kill him. However, Stefan attacks Maleficent, and she turns away. They both plummet from the tower and ent- entwine. Maleficent opens her wings, and Stefan loses his grip, failing, t- falling to his death. And Maleficent returns to the Moors, to his former glory, Aurora's crowned queen, and Prince Philip and Aurora smile at one another during the coronation. Okay! So now we get that backstory out of the way. I had to be familiar familiarized myself. My bad. So, movie starts out, and it's like Aurora's queen of the moors, and we don't know who spread all these lies about Maleficent being evil. That's not the real story. Here's the real story. Aurora is um essentially led to a certain spot where Philip is waiting, and Philip proposes. And she says yes. Very much merriment is happening. Could have done without the fucking fairies. Fuck the fairies. Okay. So after we deal with that, <laughs> after we deal with that, of course, uh, your boy Dival immediately. Goes and snitches. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that lately. He immediately goes and tells Maleficent, and she's pissed. She's like, "What?" She's like, "Well, wait, 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 wait. wait what, 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 what had happened was?" And let me just say, Angelina Jolie is a delight in this fucking film. She's amazing. Uh, so kudos to her. Kudos to. Your girl Michelle Pfeiffer, because she was seen chewing every chance she got as that as that evil queen. And I'm I'm gonna tell y'all everybody's names and everything. So Maleficent's pissed. Philip goes back. His uh, father, whose name is something I don't know. I don't the the, the 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 is he King John? I believe he would be King John. Where is your boy? Okay, Michelle. Yeah, he, King John. So so Philip goes back, tells King John and his mother. Uh, Queen Ingrid, She's uh, pissed, but she plays it off, and he's like, oh, invite her to dinner. That'll be wonderful. And uh, Ingrid's like, yes, invite her to dinner. And you can tell she got a uh, weird shit going on. Meanwhile, there is... Whoops. Meanwhile, there is a subplot involving fairies being kidnapped from the Moors, and they're being taken to this person who's working for Ingrith um and uh let's see I'm trying to figure out here we go yeah so Ingrith has been working with a d-wing pixie named Lickspittle to and who eventually develops iron weapons and lethal crimson powder that's going to that kills fairies okay you with me all right so they're like, let's invite Maleficent over for dinner. And everybody's like, that's a great idea. And somehow, despite them not talking about it, uh, this would be where I get my cinema sins on. Then Aurora's like, godmother, come to dinner. <laughs> and Maleficent is like, that's a terrible idea. But she agrees because she loves Aurora. Loves Aurora more than anything. That's a key part of this movie. This movie is about, has a lot to do with being a parent, being a, a, a child. It hit a lot of notes. A little bit of mother triggers, mommy triggers there for me. I didn't cry though, but it was a very solid film all the way through. So let me keep going. So Maleficent agrees to dinner, even agrees to cover up her horns to seem less intimidating. They go to dinner and. (laughs) Uh, Maleficent's is trying her best to be very polite. She's like, thank you for inviting me, and she can't smile because she's not really truly happy. I? I mean, she's fucking Maleficent. Maleficent smiles, but she's not a... Gr- Angelina Jolie isn't a great smiler with teeth, anyway. She's kind of scary as a smiler with teeth. Um, uh, I, in fact, Angelina... Oops. Not Sanjeli Island. I don't even know where the hell that is. Angelina, Jolie, Jolie, smile, why can't I not type? Okay, I mean, alright maybe I'm being a little tough. But she has a very Joker-like smile anyway, okay? (laughs) So with that said, it's hard for Maleficent to smile and make people comforting. So they go to dinner, and it's a very nice dinner, and then... Everything's going as best as it can. Um, Maleficent reveals that two human fairy poachers. Um, the queen says Maleficent killed human uh, killed human fairy poachers. Then Maleficent says, uh, "There's fairies missing," and all these things. What what ruins everything starts everything off though is they serve little ducks, and then Maleficent's like bird, which I mean she's kind of a bird. Hey! Recording the world's greatest podcast over here. God bless America. Freaking trash trucks, man. Oh, now you're going to put it down. Of course you are. Anyway. Now I got to turn the key. The got to put the key back in to see what time it is. Because apparently I don't know how to use my phone. Let's turn it back on anyway. So... They, they give her and she's like, oh, we're eating bird. And she's like, oh, there's iron forks. Of course, fairies and Maleficent, iron is lethal to them. So they take away the iron and she's like, and then uh, Ingrid's like, hopefully you'll be okay with eating with your hands and like being all the shade. Like Ingrid versus Maleficent in this movie is awesome. Jolie and Pfeiffer were literally going at it in every scene they had together it was amazing it was amazing okay so the cat tries to attack <laughs> i don't know if he's going after uh the the raven dival or if he was going after maleficent Maleficent like hits a hits the cat with uh her powers and like holds it in place everybody's like freaking out we brought a witch into her castle like all kinds of shit and then she throws the cat and then oh what 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 is it that really sets off misses dismisses, dismisses M- Maleficent's maternal bond with Aurora, and Maleficent reacts angrily. And Maleficent literally loses her shit, essentially says that you were raised by, you've never been around humans, uh, this isn't real, like, it, it's some real shade tossing. Like, it, it's, it's, you would have to see it. Maleficent eventually reaches a breaking point, and she's like, fuck this. Like, you, her power's unleashed, throws everybody around the room. Uh, people are trying to attack. She's throwing the, the two. one of the two black guys in the movie. Throws his ass across the room. What was his name, actually? He was, uh... Hold on. There was... Percival. The captain of the guards who works for... The, yeah, I guess his name is Percival, played by David Jayasi. Um... And yeah, he he was like the the king of the guards. Did I say that right? Captain of the guards. And he was he got thrown around. He's like there's only like three black people in this movie. There's like one black girl. There's more more of um of uh once you get to the part where Maleficent finds out she's not alone. Hold on. I got to find out what they're called. Among those Connell. who says um uh, that's your winged creature. Do they say what the winged creatures are like or are they all fairies? Okay, I'm just gonna say they're all fairies. So there's other fairies that show up. There's some some black fairies there, and then there's two, there's a main black fairy played by um played by the always very good <sighs> Chuitel Ijafor. <laughs> Uh, he he's in the movie for a hot second, but he dies. Surprise! But he ha- he had to die in order for Maleficent to kind of realize who she was going to be going for. It was important. But Maleficent throwing shit around, and then the king suddenly falls stricken. What happened to the king? And Ingrid's like, oh, Maleficent did it. The bitch cursed the king. <laughs> so Maleficent's like, yo, we're we're leaving. Let's we're peaceing. And is like, how could you do this? And she she takes Phillips. Family side, Maleficent's heartbroken, devastated. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." Flies out of there, okay. And I'm trying to figure out what happened to uh, Diavol, because Diavol gets stuck as a human a lot in this movie, which means he wanted more face, he wanted more screen time as a human uh, when he agreed to this movie again. Is what it, what really happened. But yeah, diavel got stuck in his human form, and Maleficent flies away. And then as Maleficent is leaving, even though Maleficent said she didn't curse her, Aurora didn't believe her, which really pissed her off. So Maleficent's fleeing the castle. The Queen certain Gerda shoots Maleficent with an iron bullet. Maleficent falls into the ocean and is drowning, saved by a mysterious winged creature. That's where these other fairies come in. And we find them that Canal, played by, uh, by that guy's name who I just said, played very wonderfully. He's only in the movie for a short time because he's trying to tell her that uh, their people are going extinct. Oh, they're called the dark fae. Sorry, they are fairies, but they're called the dark fae. But he's trying to say, our people are going extinct and you can save us and it's very important for you to do this peacefully. And then meanwhile, Bora is a warlike fairy. He's like, yo, fuck that. Let's kill all the humans. Fuck that. Let's go. Uh, He's he's a ride or die. And I kind of wonder... They kind of hinted at something between maybe Bora and Maleficent at the end of the movie. I don't know if we're going to get any more Maleficent movies, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of romantic linking. And by that, Maleficent ain't going to be one to be tied down. So I mean, probably hooking up <laughs> in the next film. Maybe there'll be a, a kid, but no, no uh, married parents. Who knows? Who knows? So they tell Maleficent as she's healing with them, that uh she is the last of last descendant of the Phoenix, ancient powerful Dark fae ancestor. Uh because Malephs' pirate magic is so powerful. Kanaw and Bora believe she's under an ending conflict with the humans, either by peace, which is canal or Bora by war. Um so meanwhile, the king is out. Angerith is like, fuck it. We're gonna go to war with these dudes. So here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna get married in three days. We're gonna invite everybody from the moors here. You develop that magic fairy dust that kills them. Talking to, uh, talking to What's-His-Face. Uh, uh, what is his name? I just said his name. Where is it? The the pixie that's not a pixie. Oh, War, uh, Lickspittle. His name's Lickspittle. Sounds Lick Lickspittle. Make the dust. Make the dust. Kill the fairies. Ride a horse, save a cowboy. All that shit. Essentially. So, they're like, hey, we're having a wedding. So, everybody from the Moors is like, alright, cool, we're going to the wedding. And... Aurora senses something's up with Angrath. She can't quite put her finger on it. Philip is completely blind. Philip tells his mother, "Hey, kiss kiss uh kiss dad. That'll bring him back to life." She doesn't really love the king, so that doesn't bring him back. <laughs> that doesn't work. So the curse isn't broken. And so they're all going to the Dude. Shh. I just rolled my windows down. Thank you. Put that dumpster down. So Everybody's coming to this wedding Maleficent is trying to figure out what she wants to do Um, Then eventually Aurora stumbles in and finds out Queen Angrith is the one who poisoned who uh, cursed King John because The old spinning wheel is still is has been located to their castle And so she used literally used the needle from it to hit King hit King John in his arm And so that is what cursed him so, and then she also finds out the Lick spittle has developed this crimson powder. Um, every, all, of her, all the uh, magical creatures from the moors goes to the chapel. It gets locked up. Gerda starts playing piano. When she hits the red key, dust flies everywhere and is killing a whole bunch of moor characters. This fair, the one of the big trees, which are awesome, and it's funny coming from me because I hate giant trees, especially from freaking two towers. Ugh. <laughs> The trees were dope in this movie. But the trees are sacrificing themselves to save the fucking stupid-ass fairies. Then the blue fairy sacrifices herself. And uh, then Gerda falls off the balcony and dies. And So anyway, here's what the plan is. Canal, how did Kanaal get killed? What happened to Kanaal? It's kind of important. Did they leave that part out of this? No what what happened to him? He got shot at some point, it doesn't even, man, no respect for the black man. all dies, he takes a bullet doing something. Oh, 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 I think... Okay, I remember, I remember, I remember. Sorry. Maleficent goes back to the Moors and realizes that a whole shit ton of the stuff they use to make the fairy dust. Like, where they bury their dead, these beautiful fairy flowers will grow. And essentially, everybody from, from the kingdom came and took all that shit so they can make this dust against them. And Maleficent finds out, and she's pissed. But then they also left people behind. Like, yo, if Maleficent shows up, kill her ass. So they're literally there trying to kill Maleficent. Canal's there. Canal sacrifices himself, so Maleficent will live. Maleficent and um, Bora fly back to home base, Dark Fey home base. And then Canal uh, takes his time dying, but essentially he says, you can save us all, blah, blah, blah. They this, uh this death ceremony for him is very beautiful but meanwhile the other dark fay are like fuck that we're going to go get humans right now so sabora's like come on we going and meanwhile while the the more characters more creatures are being murdered in the chapel Aurora's figured everything out and she's trying to escape and philip is kind of uh still in the dark but then essentially um what happens is the dark face show up they start killing people um what is the kingdom's name oh they, the dark fey launches an assault on Alstead, but soldiers begin massacring them with the powder so that that's what happens uh so aurora is trying to get free and then aurora tells philip it was um his mother that poisoned that uh cursed king king john and everything else so it was really her not maleficent so philip is trying to Stop his people from fighting, and Maleficent shows up eventually as the Dark fake Continue to die, and she's channeling the Phoenix power, has a new costume, everything, and she literally rolls up on Ingrid and is ready to kill her. But then Aurora is like, "Don't do that! Don't, don't do it! You're, you're my mother. I love you. Don't kill her." Maleficent pauses long enough for Ingrid to fire a crossbow, and it would have went right into Aurora. Maleficent flips it, takes the shot, and then, because of the magic dust, she dissolves in ashes. And Aurora starts crying, and the tears are falling on the ashes, and Ingress laughing. You know, it's like, oh my god, Maleficent died. But there was that little thing about her being the phoenix, because those ashes start coming back, bruh. And she's this beautiful, black, burning phoenix ingrith freaks out and throws a roar off the tower maleficent saves her and then as ingrith is running away Bora and the other dark face show up and catch her so philip by this time has appealed to the other main character The black uh, uh m- has appealed to the other other black character <laughs> <laughs> my man uh what percival is like yo stop fighting them like You know this is wrong. You're fighting the wrong battle, and Ingrath is the bitch here, and blah, blah, blah. So, I'll just read the end here. Prince Philip forges peace between the fairies and humans, and the Allstead soldiers stand down. Maleficent reverts to her fairy form and gives Aurora and Philip her blessing. And it's Doka. Maleficent is like, Philip, come here. Do you love my daughter, (laughs) my goddaughter? Philip's like, very much so. And she's like, good. upon receiving it from Spittle, maleficent destroys the spindle and its curse awakening king john from his slumber as punishment for her crimes the queen is transformed into a goat after aurora and philip are wed maleficent leaves with the other dark fae she promises to return when there is a christening with a wink and so ends maleficent mistress of evil fucking love this movie i enjoyed it more than anybody that was with me i know i did because um because Aaliyah's uh friend's mom came i don't know her but i don't know how much movie she got to watch angel got to see uh, some of the movies she stepped out for a second she spilled her Aaliyah spilled her junior meds so she was kind of mad about that i was told apparently not to let Aaliyah move and then i thought Aaliyah was leaning over to tell me something and she spilled everything so there's that <laughs> Aaliyah didn't get to see the whole thing because her friend was talking to her but I enjoyed the crap out of this movie so recommendation for today go see Maleficent Mistress of Evil you won't regret it it's a a lot of fun a lot of fun um I don't know if there'll be another one I don't feel like there's a need for another one plus Jolie is now signed up for the Eternals film so depending on how that goes that may be her franchise going forward that she does uh, but I have to say, she was delightful. Shout out to everybody in the cast. There, was, there wasn't anybody that was bad in this movie. And I feel bad for Trash and the Fairies. But their characters are just shit. I'm sorry. But just real quick, just so that we're clear. Angelina Jolie was Maleficent. Elle Fanning was Princess Aurora. Shell Pfeiffer is Queen Chiwetel uh, Shuatel Ejafor uh, played your played man... Uh, Conall, Sam Riley as Diaval, Ed Skrein as Bora, Harris Dickinson as Prince Philip. Um, not mentioning the fairies. Uh, Robert Lindsay as King John, Warwick Davis as Lick Spirit, Lickspittle. And you know Warwick Davis. He's been in a ton of stuff, man. He, he's done a lot of things. So he he was in it. I thought I recognized him. Gene Murray as Gerda, David Giat or David Yassi, one of the two, as the captain of the guards who work for the Alstead Royal Family. And, yeah, man, it, it was it was a lot of fun. If you want something to go do and you're just looking for a movie and while you're waiting for Frozen 2, like me, or you're just looking for a, a... If you just want to look for a movie to go see, Marcus won't go see this, probably, because he only watches movies with subtitles. But if you're looking for a good movie to go watch, go see Maleficent mistress of evil you won't regret it um i didn't i enjoyed it i would watch it again um i plan on watching it again but not in the movies not unless i get another gift card because your boy is all about that free free (laughs) you know what i'm saying but like i said i don't know if we need more maleficent movies i don't know if we need to but angelina jolie was very good she was delightful and michelle pfeiffer chewed up all the scenery man and seeing those two get to square off on film was was very cool. So I enjoyed that. Hiya puddins! it's your girl Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powey Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or Theatre from our buns. <laughs> a good
0: day, Puddins, and love, trust, and belief.
1: Hyphenation is again brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. Hyphenpodcastgroup.com And then also, Mark Rob, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show Mad Love, Robinson. The, dot The Mark Robb.wordpress.com. Go read that fire. Go read that fire. Okay? You can check out Hyphenation anywhere where podcasts are casted. On your favorite podcast listening platform. Whether it be Apple Podcasts. Whether it be Radio Public. Stitcher. Spotify. Tune in. I said Stitcher. blanks. Um, um, drawing blanks, player, player.fm. Most places where podcasts are casted. I don't even like saying that. That's, that's a Mavs's thing. Any place where podcasts are sold, you should find hyphenation. And if for some reason you don't find hyphenation on your favorite podcast listening platform or any of the other great shows from Hyphen Podcast Group, let me know, and I'll be sure to get that rectified for you. So, you want to reach out to me, b-h-y-p-h-e-n at gmail.com, b-hyphen at gmail.com, or on Twitter, at b-hyphen, universe on Facebook, or the b-hyphen on Instagram. <laughs> or you can reach out to me through hyphen podcast group. So it'd be hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, hyphen pie stand- Pot- German- kaf- group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen fatty- pod. Spot- Nope, hyphen podcast group on Instagram. That's how you do it. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be. No matter what you have to do, you have to do you. That's right. Gotta make sure you're living your best life. Even if that means cutting some loose ends that are bringing you down. Such as, such as, such is life. Ladies and gentlemen, where things can uh, change on a minute seconds notice, and you have to adapt. So, it's okay to make changes that will affect you and your loved ones in a positive way. It's there's nothing wrong with that. Want to shen- send a big shout out to uh, my uh, friend Matthew Spencer, aka. Nice job Denison Landscaping, a.k.a. the former, my former co-host from Hip Hop Manifesto. Um, he is moving to New Zealand very soon, within a week and a half or so, moving to an entirely different country, and I will not be able to uh, see him anytime I want now. And the funny thing is, because that whole thing about, uh, you know, people growing apart and you know, um, you know getting negativity out of your life like Matt was never negativity for me, but as you grow older even if you have been best friends since seventh grade, life just comes at you fast and you know, you don't get to spend as much time together when you used to live in the same city. And now Matt will be moving himself and his wife Lisa and his daughter Isabella and his son Isidro to New Zealand. And we're, I'm not sure the next time I actually see him. So he stopped by the house yesterday, brought me a couple gifts. He brought me a couple of pieces of vinyl we can't take with him because they'll melt in the moving truck or in the moving plane, I should say. I believe that's what he said. Uh, brought me a couple of posters that I said I wanted. He had a um, he had a movie poster from the Wolverine that he gave me. I always like that. And then also this old uh, poster showing this hip hop show. I think Jam Master J, Run DMC, and uh, maybe LL was on there, saying there's a hip-hop show, it's from, it from the 80s, it's super dope, I always liked that one too, so he's given gave me both of those, and he put some other things in this little bag, besides the vinyl, I think he gave me a couple CDs, I saw the Lox's Money, Power, and Respect CD in there, I'm glad to see what else is in there, I, I haven't even looked at them, but the thing, the crown jewel of all this, he broke out a couple letters that I wrote him, um, it was in junior high school so this is either this is like either seventh grade summer eighth grade summer um or even ninth grade summer because one of the letters mentions this uh, thing that happened to me at the candy hill campground in winchester virginia where i was uh chilling with this chick while i was on family vacation and then i happened to not be around as much because my mom Saw something was happening with this girl and she's like, um, what the f*** you doing? Stay with us for a little bit And by the time I went to go hang out with that girl again, she started hanging out with another dude at the campground So I I feel like that was at least 1998 when that happened (laughs) And these letters, man, they're they're ridiculous Like, I'm gonna say one was from 97 and one was definitely maybe 98 They could have both been 97 at this point Oh man So it was fun Real crazy He kept them And I texted him later I was like Yo I can't believe You kept these He's like Well you're my best friend Like I cherished them I'm like Well now I feel like an asshole Cause your letters And all my love letters And shit that I had From junior high High school Elementary school I ditched like That whole box Damn I don't even know If they made it To Morgantown So I felt like I got rid of them Right before I moved To Morgantown 2003 And here My best friend is Breaking out this gym of uh these old letters that i i wrote him years ago they are they are hilarious but they are also a nice peek back into the person i used to be so i'm gonna miss him he's leaving very soon hopefully maybe we can get together again before before they leave the country but i don't know like i said life comes at you fast and before i know it'll probably be gone <sighs> i wouldn't mention that though call your mom Hug your dad, call your sister, punch your brother, email your grandmother, write your grandfather a letter, Facebook message your aunt, DM your uncle, go visit your your nephews and nieces. Um, Be good to your children. (laughs) Hug them, kiss them, tell them how much they mean to you and how special they are and all those things. Um, Visit your godparents. Because you never know when it's your time to go. Or when your best friend is moving to New Zealand. So, there's that. What else do I want to tell y'all, man? Words of wisdom for today. Uh, Adapt or die. That's where I'm going to go with. Because, man, you just never know. What's going to pop up, man. And I mean, you you just... Die is a little harsh, but... Essentially I mean adapt or fail. That's what I'm trying to get at. So you either adapt to your circumstances or fail miserably and I'm not about that. Excuse me, I'm just gonna let to let the yawn rip. If I find it I find it and edit it out. If not, whatever. Um I mean you just you just try to do the best with what you got, man. That it, like like Chelsea said on Raven's home the other day, like life hands you avocados, make guacamole. And then Raven was like, "So you switch the lemons for avocados? You switch the lemonade for for guacamole?" And then you said it was yours, and she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's what Olivia's been watching. Shut up! I think it was funny. So yeah, man. Just try your best to adapt. I know change is hard. I suck at change, but just remember when you make it easier to adapt, you make it easier on others around you to adapt and do the things they have to do, whether it's work related or if it's in your everyday life. You adapting can fix things for someone else, okay? Have genuine interactions with people genuine good interactions with people you never know what the next woman or man is going through your kindness could save someone or someone else's life and you may never even know it so be good to each other people have genuine interactions you you never know what that little bit of kindness can do for somebody <sighs> appreciate each and every one of y'all listening to the world's greatest podcast hyphen nation if you're still in the RSS feeds, let me do this for the people. If you're still in the RSS feeds, you can you can type in you can take this feed burner link. I believe it's a uh, feeds.feedburner.com/nation2016. That RSS RSS feed leads to the current RSS feed on Anchor. Oh, you can listen to the show on Anchor as well. That's that's where the podcast is hosted. Um, you can donate on there, too, to so the show. You can you can subscribe to our Patreon to help out with the hosting costs and all that stuff. Just forgot to mention that. That's at patreon.com slash podcast group. haven't done it in a while, and I still haven't updated it. So I need to do that. I think I said that like 10 episodes ago I was going to update it, and I still haven't. Anyway, back to the lecture at hand, man. You take that RSS feed, put that RSS feed into your favorite podcast listen to vice turn that sound bitch sideways and you can get all 131 episodes of fire just like that easy peasy lemon squeezy cake okay, cupcake that's how it's done Again, I appreciate each and every one of all listening to podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again. Subscribe, give us five stars on iTunes, rate, review, whatever podcast platform platform you're listening to. I'll read a bad review. I'll read a good review. It does not matter. Hit me with that five stars. It is greatly appreciated and brings more attention to the show, which I would appreciate. Did I say I'd appreciate it? Anyway, it's been a Monday. You're going to hear this on Thursday. So it's been a Thursday. Wink. Wink. Until Sunday. Thanks, y'all. and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the
0: bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.